This is Blooming Transformations with your host, Laura Kossoff. Welcome to Blooming Transformations. I'm Laura Kossoff, and I'm delighted to introduce my guest today, Claire Shepard of Your New Life Plan. Claire is a qualified nutritional therapist who has been studying menopause for more than 30 years and is the creator of the Natural Menopause Roadmap and co-founder of Positivity. It is her mission to inspire, educate, and empower women to naturally manage their menopause symptoms and create optimum health and wellness through menopause and beyond. She's joining us today from the English countryside. Welcome, Claire. Hello, Laura. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for being here. I wanted to just start with uh, some of the basics. Can you define for us the difference between menopause and perimenopause, two terms Mm. that uh, we we hear a lot? Yeah, I certainly can. And that's a really great question to start off with because there's so much confusion. Um, uh, Particularly in the UK, I'm not quite sure what it is like um, over in the US. So let me let me clarify exactly what the stages of menopause are. So um, perimenopause is starts around the age of 45. This is generally. um, And it's a time when your ovaries um, start really thinking, well, shall I release an egg? Shall I not release an egg? Um, And you know, there's a little bit of chaos going on in there because they're unsure of what their function is because they're now not particularly in the fertility years Um, and because of this chaos that goes on and this affects um, estrogen symptoms can creep up now those symptoms can be uh, physical or emotional symptoms um, and everybody's um, experience of those symptoms can be quite different And sadly, that perimenopause time can last five, maybe six years, usually up to the age of 51, which is when a woman will not have had a period for 12 months. So anything up to that time, including that 12 months period without uh, that 12 months without a period is classed as perimenopause and menopause is actually one day. So medically, clinically, it is literally the one day when you've not had a period for 12 months. Anything beyond that one day is postmenopause. But I think we're, we're fairly idle. Um, and so we tend to use the word menopause to embrace the whole journey while ever symptoms are being experienced. Right. Well, thank you for that clarification. That makes makes a lot of sense. And can you share um, how you came to do this work? Uh, um, well, we only have half an hour, so <laughs> I'll try and be brief here. Okay. So I was in my thirties. Um, it. I'd had my second child, um, and for those that have had children, you'll know that uh, hormones can take a little while to settle down. And my GP kept saying, oh, they'll settle down, they'll settle down, but they didn't. Um, And um, there were all sorts of things going on. Again, it affected me physically and emotionally, this this hormonal chaos that was going on. Um, Most dreadful fatigue, the first time ever in my life I'd experienced panic attacks. Um, But what was happening, um, and I saw seven doctors in seven years, and not one of them ever considered it could be Um, anything to do with um, hormones. Um, But 
throughout this seven years, I was getting progressively intense and severe stomach pains, pains that were so severe, they would double me up um, and uh, in pain. And it got to be really, really quite dangerous if I was driving a car and had one of these, like a contraction um, that was going on. So ignored by the doctors, um, I decided to see a private endocrinologist. Um, Again, our uh, doctor system is quite different from yours. Mm -hmm. Um, So I saw a private endocrinologist who took some blood samples and told me I was a long way into the menopause transition Mm -hmm. and suggested that the pain was due to endometriosis. Mm -hmm. So after investigations, the endometriosis um, had attached itself to my bowel and my ovaries. And so that required a full hysterectomy at age 39, which, of course, sent me into surgical menopause. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a kick. Uh, it was a shock. <laughs> um, so I um, used an HRT patch, um, but I decided that or on reflection, I'd considered that I may have contributed towards that chaos that was going on. I didn't eat well. I smoked too much. I drank too much. Um, I partied too hard. Um, and so I decided to find out what I could do um, to help myself when I came off HRT. And the reason I came off HRT at that time is around the year 2000, 2001, um, is because I was 51. And the um, research behind HRT at the time was fairly damning with regard to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So based on that research, I decided that I was going to come off um, the HRT. Mm -hmm. So I trained in nutrition for three years Mm -hmm. to help myself. And subsequently, I've been helping other people. Just to clarify, HRT, that's hormone replacement therapy. Oh, yes. Many of us think of hot flashes as the main symptom of menopause. Um, What are some others? Oh, how long of a list? Um, so there are 34 recognized symptoms. Um, and I think hot flashes are the most common one. Um, and it's the one that people relate most to menopause. But the, you know, I said the 34 more common or as common um, are anxiety, um, brain fog, joint pain, irregular periods, heavy periods um, in those perimenopause years. Um, lack of libido, uh, vaginal dryness, and the list is endless. Mm. Uh, Some women uh, suffer with palpitations, Mm. um, and it's a completely unique journey for everybody. Not every woman will experience all of them, and and not every woman will experience the same one throughout that whole Mm. menopause journey. Mm. Um, You know, it can change as as hormones fluctuate, sadly. Um, Yeah. So what do you see as the biggest challenges that women face as they approach and go through the menopause years, the perimenopause and then menopause and postmenopause? Um, I think, or I believe that it's not the necessarily just the hormones. I actually think that it's midlife mm-hmm. and what the struggles and stresses that midlife brings to us. So Typically, in midlife, you might have children that are leaving home. You might have had your children later um, and got young children at home. You might have um, an adolescent daughter who's going through puberty at the same time you're going through menopause and there will always be clashes that can occur. Um, It's possible that you may have aging parents and you feel that you've got to um, spend time looking after them. 
money worries could be and um, work, you know, is a big thing um, during the midlife years. Um, so there's an awful, um, oh, and an awful lot of women also review their relationships mm-hmm. you now as their children grow older and start to um, be independent and perhaps leave home. The, many, many uh, divorces occur mm-hmm. around the age of 50 um, mm-hmm. for women. Um, so there's that, you know, there's that reflection on the relationship and what is it that they want from the rest mm-hmm. of their lives? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of challenges going on for women through the menopause years, mm-hmm. put, even putting those chaotic hormones aside, mm-hmm. a lot of stress. And stress is the greatest contributor to hormonal chaos. <laughs> mm, interesting and not surprising. Mm. Yeah. And what is your approach to helping women going through these uh, changes and transformations? Uh, so again, that's a great question. Um, with, with my own experience and the way that I had to find my own path through this maze, <laughs> menopause maze. That's quite good, actually, menopause maze. Um, and working with, you know, so many women over so many years, there is no one size fits all, number one. And there is no one single solution, pill, potion um, that will work for any one person or every person. It's a, it's a really holistic approach that has to be looked at and it has to be considered in that one woman's personal life and the environment that she's in and the stresses that she has. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's addressing not just the physical being, but also the mental, emotional being as well. Right, right. And you're the co-founder of an organization called Positivity. Uh, would you tell us about the wonderful work that you've been doing with that, including your Know Your Menopause poster campaign? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So, a little bit of a story behind this. Um, it was on Twitter just over, slightly over two years ago. Um, and I don't know if you're on Twitter or any of the people who are listening are on Twitter, but sometimes these con- you can get involved in conversations. And I joined a conversation from somebody who was really struggling with her menopause symptoms or her symptoms. She didn't know they were menopausal at the time. And kept, like myself, kept going to the doctor and trying to explain what was happening. And, and that's a big thing, you know, because sometimes when we're sat in front of a doctor and trying to explain how we feel, because there's so much going on, it's really hard to find the words mm-hmm. to, to express. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, doctors have very limited time to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel heard? So, anyway, this lady was... Um, explaining what was happening and she said wouldn't it be fantastic if as I'm sat in that GP surgery I saw a poster on the wall which listed the main menopause symptoms and I could look at it and go well that's me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that um, that would be so much more empowering mm-hmm. when you go into that consultation to open that conversation with your doctor and say could it be menopause yeah. because yeah. odds are they've not thought about it Um, so we, she said, shall we do it? Uh, and we are nobodies really. So we said, okay, then, well, let's do it and see what happens. And we have been in two years, we've been blown away. The Mm -hmm. support that we've had from celebrities from not just the UK, but the US Mm -hmm. and Australia, um, it's 
it's just been incredible. We've reached tens and tens of thousands. Mm. I don't know, maybe millions um, of people with a really simple poster download. It's mm. completely free. Mm. Um, we have people um, in workplaces and organisations and in the NHS, mm. that's the National Health Service within the UK, who download it and pin it up in the workplace. Mm. It opens mm. up conversations. It starts... Mm to break the taboo we've mm-hmm. got it on the back of toilet doors mm-hmm. um in workplaces mm-hmm. um and it is you know the whole journey has just been inc- absolutely incredible and we know that we're changing lives yeah. um with this we're really empowering women to know your menopause yeah no it's it's incredible i i actually did uh, download it as well as your um support pack and it's just such good information i i encourage uh, everyone to to do that um you mentioned uh, menopause support in the workplace, and mm-hmm. um, I know that you uh, you provide that. Um, how do you help uh, women in the workplace, and what kind of adjustments are being made in um, in the UK to support women during this time? The um, the first thing um, really is raising menopause awareness, mm-hmm. and that's raising menopause awareness with, um, and it all depends on the size of the workplace, of course. Um, It's raising menopause awareness with their HR department and their management to let them know what the potential symptoms of menopause are Mm -hmm. and how those symptoms affect a woman's self-confidence, her Mm -hmm. self-worth, her ability to function in the workplace Mm -hmm. um, and how important it is to open those conversations Mm. uh, or to put guidelines in place now those Mm -hmm. guidelines can be really simple it could be allowing them to sit by a window so they Mm -hmm. can have the door open a window open it could be sitting near close if they're in an office it could be closer to a toilet so Mm -hmm. they can go to the toilet Um, it could be as simple as a fan Mm -hmm. on the desk Mm -hmm. Um, so every every again nearly everybody's unique Mm -hmm. um, and it's important that they communicate mm-hmm. um, and find out w- what range um, could be made available. Like for the police force, for example, they wear really heavy uniforms. Mm-hmm. Could those uniforms be made lighter? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard at the moment, in, certainly in hospitals, because there's so many nurses and doctors wearing PPE. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine mm-hmm. having a hot flush mm-hmm. wearing all that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just incredible. Mm-hmm. to even I, I cannot think the discomfort yeah. um, that they must be going through wearing that so mm-hmm. there's lots and lots of options but yeah. what I love it's great to bring that awareness from the uh, the management line going from the up down but what I love to do is go in and talk to the actual women themselves mm-hmm. and encourage them to help themselves because there mm-hmm. are so many things simple little things mm-hmm. that they can do to help themselves and that's working from the bottom up and that like closes mm-hmm. the gap and mm-hmm. that gives much more respect Mm-hmm. You know, between the management and the workers, mm-hmm. um, because they each know that they're doing the best that they can for each other. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, wonderful. And I imagine that that increases productivity and yeah. 
um, happiness uh, among the um, the employees just in terms yeah. of their own comfort um, during yeah. that time. Um, certainly here in the UK, six in 10 women consider leaving work because menopause has mm-hmm. affected them so, and one in 10 women do. Wow. And now when you think about the age, mm-hmm. 45 plus, these are women, many women who are could be at the peak of their career Mm -hmm. um, who are really high up um, uh, level wise Mm -hmm. you know to to lose that quality of staff and the expertise Mm -hmm. it's really not in the employer's um, um, best interest to actually Mm -hmm. ignore what's going on here. Yeah because it's such a large uh, portion of the the workforce um, Mm. to uh, to have uh, going through that. Um, you offer an online program called the Natural Menopause Roadmap. Can you tell us about that and how that can help women who are going through these changes? Um, yes. Uh, so the, the online program came about because of COVID, bless mm-hmm. COVID, and all the hard work it brings and worries and fears it brings alongside. Mm-hmm. So um, th- really, I've been running work- live workshops for many, many years to help women um, change their, um, not just their nutrition, um, but manage their stress levels, uh, look at how environmental factors are affecting them, um, encourage them to do their own research, to accept that this journey is unique. And most so, so importantly, well, two things actually. One is to know that they are worth this. Mm -hmm. They are worth this small investment Mm -hmm. in time Mm -hmm. to find out what they can do to live their best life, not just through menopause, Mm -hmm. um, but also beyond. Because now what we know, we've probably got the best third of our lives ahead of us. And if Mm -hmm. anybody listening is anything like me, I I don't want to do it kept um, upright uh, upright by uh, taking prescription drugs so you know I want to live my best life mm. so it's not just about managing hormones and creating greater hormone harmony in a very holistic way mm. um, it's also about creating great health it's thinking mm. of things like exercise the exercise we did in our 20s and 30s just isn't appropriate mm-hmm. um, as we as we go through the menopause transition things have to change but they can change and be really really effective Um, but I think we all anybody's like me they'll be thinking oh yeah this is what I used to do when I was 30 and this is how I looked and wasn't it all fantastic and then I'll go out and try and do it again and probably you know not walk for a week because my (laughs) muscles just aren't capable of uh, of doing it so I think my message here with the roadmap is it is a journey Mm -hmm. Um, everybody's path through it is unique Mm -hmm. Everybody will reach roadblocks on that way mm-hmm. um, where they may have to do a detour. Uh, they may have to blast through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there, are, there are a lot of things to consider. So there's stress, there's sustenance, which is the, the diet side of it, which is obviously really important for me. There's mm-hmm. supplements, um, there's exercise, there's support. And I think it's about seven things Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm there to help people mm-hmm. as they make that transition. Um, and I just don't want people to struggle like I did. Right. So mm-hmm. anything I can do to help. It's also like a workshop. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I mentioned that 
I was running a live workshop, so I had to put it online. So that means there's downloadables that helps people mm-hmm. plot their progress, see tangible mm-hmm. results. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you had any just closing thoughts, um, um, what would be your your main suggestion to any woman who's going through this or might be approaching um, the perimenopause years or might be in that time and, and not really sure where to turn? Um, what would be your your greatest suggestion um, on how to uh, approach this and take care of themselves? Crikey, that's um, that's a loaded question. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, don't be afraid to speak mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. And that's not just and by speaking out, I mean communicate. So communicate with your partner. Mm-hmm. communicate with your family and with your friends there's mm-hmm. a huge taboo around menopause that mm-hmm. you know that we think it's it's to do with aging and that we're written off mm-hmm. after this time mm-hmm. I mean I'm a long way post menopause and believe me I am not written off not yet mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. um so um by normalizing it by opening up conversations um by not being afraid to share how we feel. As I mentioned, how it can affect us, our self-confidence and our self-worth. Our body may change. That's mm-hmm. not uncommon. So we might not like what we see in the mirror. Um, so there's the, uh, that opening of that conversation. And, and also to really, you know, like, you know, the hashtag that we use, know your menopause, do mm-hmm. your research. Mm-hmm. Find mm-hmm. out what you can do to help yourself. Right. Um, because it's when you feel out of control, potentially mm-hmm. for 10 years, when you feel out of control, when you yearn day after day to be the person that you used to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, accept that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You are a brand new person. Mm-hmm. You have limitless possibilities mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. ahead. But so don't give that control away. Do something, even if it's really simple, just mm-hmm. do something to look after yourself. I think it's so important this work you're doing in bringing awareness to the forefront of conversations. Uh, People are now getting a sense of validation that this is normal and it's a process and it isn't anything that has to be hidden and that we can go through it and get to the other side and even thrive during the journey. Yeah, Um, you know, it's not easy, sadly, for many, Mm -hmm. for many, it's not easy. Um, but you know, there, there is a great bright light waiting on yes. the other side. You can find out more about Claire's work on her website, yournewlifeplan.com, and get free access to the poster and support pack at positivity.co.uk. These links will be included on the podcast page on Buzzsprout and also on my website where the podcasts are listed. Claire, it's been such a pleasure to have you join us today. I honor the journey that you're on and all the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. This is Laura Kossoff. Thank you very much for listening. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, bloominglifepossibilities.com. 